This is Wired Up with Matt Kennedy and Jerry Peralta on KMSA 91.3. Oh, Captain, oh, Captain. Well, the captain of the Thunderbirds suddenly be riding the ship in Boulder. That'd be something I'd love to see. Would love to see Troy Calhoun be the head coach of the CU Buffs football team. And that is breaking as of today. We don't know. It's rumored that he may be one of the finalists. Early start time today. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, Josh, coming to Wired Up, 903 FM, KMSA Music for the CMU Mavericks. Got a good show lined up for you guys. Colorado Sports Center show. We're starting to lean more into that realm, I think. Jerry, remember like th- three years ago when we just talked specifically mainstream? We were so young and <laughs> malnourished. Mal- malnourished? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I do. We, we would only focus on... Big, like the big, the big sports, you know, football, basketball, and baseball. Now I feel like as we, as we've kind of done, we've done this show for a little, little bit, you know, not too long, about four years now. We've kind of grown. We've got it's a fair amount of time. It's a fair amount of time. <laughs> we we've grown, but we've been able to kind of break out of our shell, I guess you could say, kind of really get some momentum and get more knowledge. I mean, really just, I mean, we're a panel of Colorado natives, you know, and I think in terms of our realm, we've really dived into Colorado specific sports, you know, Rockies, Broncos, Nuggets, Avs, Air Force, CU. Yeah. It's because it's local. We know you, you you stick to the norm. Stick to the norm. And we've been able to get some really cool people on the show. Yeah. Dave Logan. Yeah. One of the, one of the best. We just had Henry Chisholm. We've had uh, Mark Johnson. We've had Stephen Fox. We've had Troy Calhoun, who we're going to talk about today. Yeah, you, you we've we've had him on the show, and plenty of other guys. And today, joining us at four p.m. is Woody Page from ESPN's Around the Horn and TheGazette.com. Also, WoodyPage.com, which he wants us to plug today. Go and check that out, and I'll plug that a couple more times. Woody Page will join us at four to talk some CU head coach football news, as well as the stadium series in which the NHL hosted at Falcon Stadium last week. The LA Kings beat the Colorado Avalanche 3-1, to but fans are talking about everything else that happened besides the game, specifically the traffic, the vendors, and just the terrible road that is I-25 for you people on the front range of Colorado. Gotta love potholes. Yeah, and, you know, may, 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 we're also probably going to try and talk uh, some Rockies here especially considering the Rockies spent no money on free agency. The, Zero. The, How many, Josh? How much? How much? Zero. They, they spent nothing <laughs> in free agency, and now you're you're also starting to build a divide a between your best player. I mean, come on. So, yeah, we'll get into all that. If you didn't mention, I said Woody Page from ESPN. Yes, ESPN will be on the show. Love to have that. Simple power of sending an email. You, you're surprised who you can get. Yes, Air Force's head coach, Troy Calhoun, is among two candidates for the vacancy of Colorado, according to multiple reports, and a hire could make him a very wealthy man within the next couple of days. The reports indicate that Calhoun and former Wisconsin and Arkansas coach Brett Belima, the news was reported by Football Scoop in the reports that Calhoun interviewed earlier this week with the Buffs, were confirmed through a source by Boulder Daily camera i have no idea who that is got to check that but this is all being read off an article from the gazette so calhoun has not commented on the rumors because his son had a senior night for his basketball game and i guess calhoun's busy with focusing on that which seems kind of suspicious i mean if it's legit what a good guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the, i mean like classy move yeah right there. definitely i definitely understand they wouldn't want to talk about it but hey I mean, Calhoun's a nice guy. I figured he would at least be able to say something. But he's also he, he's a good dad. He's, he's a good dad, and he's probably spending time with his kids, so we're not going to bug him too much. But, yeah, Calhoun, one of the, I would say, historic coaches in Air Force history, definitely one yeah. of the winningest coaches, a 
overall 98 and 69 record at Air Force, and he's taken the Falcons to 10 bowl games in just 13 seasons. They did end their most recent season with one of the best records ever in program history, 11 and 2, and a Cheese Bowl victory over Washington State. Cheese It Bowl. To cap victory. it off. Cheese It Bowl. Yeah. Cheese It Bowl victory, the prestigious Cheese It Bowl. Air Force announced in January in the thick of recruiting season that a contract extension for Calhoun through the 2025 season was being finalized, though, guys, it has not been signed and his current contract ends in 2022. So we've had Troy Calhoun. He's a down-to-earth dude. Well, very good you, coach. We didn't get him on the show, but you were able to get an interview with him. Yeah, his voice was on our show. Yeah, his voice was Basically, on our show. His interview was played back on our show. Nice guy, great coach, one of the most disciplined coaches in the history of college football, I think, because he coached at a military academy. You yeah, know? I mean, and if you're going to coach at a military academy, you really need to wrangle in this team and, you know, stick to that high degree standard that, you know, Air Force has. Is this a. Good hire. I don't know. I'm honestly torn on this. I'm going back and forth. I have down in my notes that this would be a great hire, specifically because of who Troy Calhoun is. But the thing that we're going to talk about right now, and we'll dive more into, I'm concerned about the transition. A Mountain West school, non-Power 5, military academy, where the recruits are the most disciplined guys in college football, Calhoun spoke about that. He's like, these guys are military discipline. Every time I talk about, oh, you guys just lost a game to, to, to Navy. How are you going to come back? He's like, well, these guys are the most disciplined guys you'll ever meet in your whole entire life. This is going to CU. I'm not doubting CU's discipline. CU, CU's got to have a, like, at least a high discipline. But this is the Air Force Academy, though, Jer. Yeah. This is the Air Force Academy. Military guys, people are going to lead our country in war. That's, that's why I like the hire is because he's from a military academy and – Yes, CU has some good discipline, but it's nowhere near like the Air Force, Navy, Army kind of levels. And so I think Calhoun will come in and bring that discipline and that hard-nosed mentality. So I think that this is a good hire strictly because CU football is going to become way more disciplined and and mentally strong and physically strong under him. I The thing that makes me a little happy and eager is that with air force he beat washington state in his uh in their bowl game last season yeah which is a good win for them but they run a very different offense the air force they they are like most military schools and stick with the triple option and so cu has been fairly air raid dominant in the last couple years so that's where i'm concerned about with the hire but i think overall as a person cu is if they do hire Calhoun like the reports are coming out, I think it's as good a, of a hire as they can make minus getting the enemy or sell out. Yeah, but yeah, sadly, the enemy is like, I'm going to stay with the I don't Chiefs. blame them. <laughs> well, I just I, won a Super Bowl. I'm trying to become a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah the, the likelihood of the enemy even thinking of dropping down to college is unlikely. And, you know, Matt, the – my concerns are kind of with you. you. You're coming from a Mountain West school. You're non-Power 5. You, the teams in the Mountain West are most of the times are not ones to brag about. Boise's always a tough team to look at. But you're going to go from Mountain West to Pac-12. And mind you, he we've seen Troy Calhoun have success against a Pac-12 team in the Cheez-It Bowl when he, played, uh, when he faced off against Washington State. I, but my concern here is too, is also the the different schemes. Like Josh pointed out, it's two very different offensive styles. You have CU who, they they have more of the receivers to really get things going. They don't have to run the ball as much. Air Force boasting probably one of the best running rushing seasons in all of NCAA Division One football, and it's just it's two very different schemes that you know, Calhoun would have to try and adjust. And and I feel like if he were to take over at CU, he would eventually transition the team's transition CU to maybe fit more of a running scheme that he is used to. Yeah. uh, yeah. But, but the talents there for him too. Obviously if Calhoun comes to CU, he's not bringing the triple option. That's just, he can't, it only works at military academies. I mean, yeah, exactly. And, and uh, it's just not going to work in, in the PAC 12. I'm sorry. Even though it beat a PAC 12 team. 
pretty convincingly, actually. Well, yeah, but, in, but you in, also in have Washington to look at, what, three, four teams in college who run the triple option? Like, yeah. teams don't see it enough to be able to prepare for, prepare it. for it super well. So that's why I also think they won in the Cheez-It Bowl. Oh, they definitely, that was a great game. I, I loved seeing Air Force drive down the entire length of the field to take up an, an entire quarter for a single drive. Yeah. They didn't even finish the drive in that quarter. On the first play of the second quarter, they, they scored a touchdown. Well, and the, Fantastic. I don't think they even threw the ball in that first quarter at no, all. No, they didn't. They, they, that ran first the drive, time. they ran it, and that was the key to Air Force's success. And Troy Calhoun, he, he, like you said, Matt, he is one of the winningest coaches. He was he not without his ups and downs. He's had several losing seasons uh the armed forces bowl has been a bowl he cannot seem to win at all he's lost he's lost in that bowl four different times i mean that's because air force goes to it almost every other time they get selected to a bowl game yeah so yeah you're gonna lose a couple of games but no i jerry i don't i don't know i i'm still torn on this i don't know if cu would embrace calhoun he's idolized in colorado springs growing up with troy calhoun as a head coach of the air force football team people love the guy nicest dude ever Nicest guy ever. Nicest coach. He's heavily disciplined, and I think he can bring a necessity that CU needs. I think it needs commitment. It needs structure, and Troy Calhoun has embodied that for Air Force for the better part of the last decade. So would Boulder embrace Calhoun? I think so. Uh, I mean, he, I think so. He, he, regardless of location, he is still a Colorado name. Yeah, he, he. I mean, people but, know him. Air Force beat CU this year. Yeah, in a very tightly contested game. So CU definitely, if he stays, knows that knows. <laughs> they definitely know who he is. If he stays for longer than a year in Boulder, I already think he's better than our previous guy. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know who it is. I don't. I don't know who that. He's is. gone to the blink. I'm not even sure. <laughs> he's just gone so fast. Yeah, I. I he was only to he, forget his name. He was only here for how long? Here, fourteen months. Season. Fourteen months. Fourteen. Fourteen months exactly. 14 months, exactly. No, I... We're talking you, Mel Tucker. Calhoun, good hire, if you're going to bring him in. It, it would be a He's, good hire, although I, kind of, I'm kind of sitting with you, Matt, as, like, growing up watching Air Force games. I may not have been the biggest fan, but I knew who Cal, I knew who Troy Calhoun was, and, I, and, it, and it, it would just be kind of disappointing to see him leave Air Force after so many years with them. The reports are... That Calhoun and former Wisconsin and Arkansas head coach Brett Bilema are the two candidates to replace Mel Tucker, who left for Michigan State last week. Bilema is by is a he's polar. He's I would I wouldn't I don't know. People in Arkansas don't like him, but he had immense success with Wisconsin, a 68 and 24 overall record in three straight Rose Bowl appearances before he left. For Arkansas, he only managed a 29 and 34 record and was fired after the 2017 season. Currently, he's on staff with the New York Giants as our outside linebackers coach and senior defensive assistant. But he's recently been with the New England Patriots. What do you page is calling back in a minute? Matt Kennedy, Jerry Paul, to Josh Coleman, wired up. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave 2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037 so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. 
Last week, the NHL tried to host a very extravagant NHL Stadium Series at Falcon Stadium in Colorado Springs. The LA Kings came and, uh, well, they kind of did their job and demolished the Colorado Avalanche 3-1. to They put up a goal late in the last minute and then scored on an open net. But that's not what the fans are talking about. They're talking about the aftermath, the traffic, the vendor, and everything else. And fans want a refund. And to hear to talk about that is Woody Page from ESPN's Around the Horn and the Gazette and WoodyPage.com. Woody, how's it going? Great. I always love, uh, appreciate the invitation because I always love following salmonella as, as a subject. <laughs> commercial. Yeah, what's up with that salmonella thing? I mean, you're, you're calling for fans to get a refund, and you've been one of the main voices to really voice an opinion. And that article that you put out following the stadium series has been getting uh, some pretty positive reviews because it sums everything up pretty nicely. I mean, it was a you know, pretty terrible experience for fans traffic-wise. And it's justified. So, what is your take? Yeah, well, and- I was I was uh, one of them. So, there's a lot of talk in Denver. Thank, seriously, thanks for having me on. But there's been a lot of talk in Denver on talk stations and people who didn't go, and uh, people who talked about, oh, what a great experience. I, I heard on KOA, which everybody hears, some news guys say, oh, it was a great experience. We talked to two people who said it's the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. Well, there were 50,000 people really there. They they announced 43,000, but there were a lot of people standing. Uh, and there were 850 cadets. They weren't in Canada in that. So I, it was closer, between somewhere between 45 and 50,000. And I would guess that if you talked to 49,000 of them, that uh, they would consider it one of the worst experiences in the history of the, of, of sports. And And as I pointed out yesterday, uh, they did it at the Naval Academy, and so uh, obviously the National Hockey League said, "Oh, well, let's do it at West Point. Let's do it at the Air Force Academy." Well, it's not; it wasn't a good idea out here, and they obviously had never been uh, on I-25 between Denver and Colorado Springs. Yeah. They'd never been to a sports event at the Air Force Academy. The Avalanche people have never been to an event at the Air Force Academy, and everybody was praising it to high heaven on the practice day on Friday when uh, you know, nobody was there. And Saturday night was, uh, and I've been doing this for over 50 years, and I've never been to, I've been to 45 Super Bowls, and I've never experienced anything like that. And, and at Super Bowls and at major events, uh, Final Fours that I've been to, Olympics, that you have uh, you have buses, uh, you have uh, shuttles, uh, you have uh, 40,000 parking places, uh and, and this was just a total muck up by uh, about 15 different organizations. And when I say 15, I'm talking about uh, police authorities in Douglas County and El Paso County, sheriff's departments in those counties, uh, Air Force Academy police, uh, Colorado Department of Transportation, Colorado Department of Public Safety, uh, the Avalanche, the National Hockey League. I, I can go on. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that that many different organizations and that many people uh, could create such a chaotic state and nobody actually, and, and A, they didn't plan it better. They had 13 months to plan it. And secondly, afterward, everybody's pointing fingers at everybody else, blaming the fans. So a fan in, in Western Colorado I just got an I just got a, a, a tweet that said uh, a guy flown one thousand miles and it took him less time to fly a thousand miles into Denver <laughs> than it did to get from the airport of DIA to the game. Woody, what time did you and, get home at? Pardon me. What time did you get home at that night? Oh well, I picked up some people because uh, I felt sorry for for. I mean, uh, there were t- t- uh, three men who were young men who were rather intoxicated, and they were standing out in the middle of nowhere, and I don't know if they'd been able to walk anywhere, and, and probably people weren't going to pick them up. I picked them up. I picked up two young women. I thought I'd actually arrange uh, was Match.com or something because they were all about the same age. They were crying, and all of the people were offering me like $50 a piece wow. and stuff like that, and I didn't take it. I said, I'll get you to the Circle K, which is, I think it's a Circle K. It's a convenience store that's across from the Air Force Academy. 
And we pulled up, and there must have been a hundred more than a hundred people in the Circle K that were in the same situation that uh, they had had. Uh, I was told by everybody in the car that they had uh, come in with uh, Uber or Lyft, and there was no way anybody from those two uh, driving organizations that were going to come back because it took them so long to get in there. Uh, it wouldn't be worth it to them to make fifty dollars to. Uh, and plus, afterward, there was a death that caused more yeah. problems. Uh, a young man who fell off a bridge, and we don't even know what that was caused. I could guess, and you could too, what probably happened. Uh, he was either trying to take a shortcut, or he had—I uh, I shouldn't say what the other possibility was, uh, because his family. Uh, probably doesn't know what happened but it just i mean from the time i started down there at like one o'clock in the afternoon that's five hours i uh, and i knew that this was going to be just a terrible mess and it was and um you know the idea of the avalanche who claimed they had nothing to do with it the national hockey league has left town the Air Force Academy and the NHL released a statement uh, basically saying, well, we warned people. So, you know, I guess they figured that that, that ends the situation. But I, there were little things, and you, you kind of touched on it. Why not have uh, 100 uh, uh, porta potties Because the lines were around the – People oh, had horrendous. been in the car for five hours, so they naturally had to go to the bathroom. Well, the women's bathroom was totally around the stadium, the few bathrooms they had. That is just a thing that, that – that's an aspect of an event like that where you – somebody's got to say, you know, let's put up a lot of porta potties uh, That's a minor thing. The people who paid the most money for the seats uh, were sitting in the first 10 rows. Now, I guess they should have been smarter to realize that in the first 10 rows you couldn't see the puck. You see, couldn't see the passes. You couldn't see the goal. You couldn't see goal scored. You couldn't see the goalie. You could only see the t- upper half of the players, so you couldn't see the sticks. Uh, why not not have anybody sit in the first ten rows if that's what you're going to do? Uh, so people buying tickets, they could probably say, "Well, they should have known better." Well, if you've never been to an outdoor a hockey game, you probably don't know that you can't see into the rink when you're 30 yards away i I just thought i mean i I walked around i talked to people there were people getting there i'm 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 not lying about any of this there were people that were getting there in the third period and and i saw a a couple that were about my age and they got their third period they left thornton colorado at uh, noon and they got there so they got there about nine nine o'clock something like that nine hours in the car elderly people and the lady said to me, uh, I was getting on the elevator uh, to go to the press box between periods before the third period. They got on the elevator, and they said, we will want to go down to our seats. And I said, there is no elevator down. And they said, well, what is this? And I said, it goes up to the press box. And the woman turned and said, Tom, let's go home. Uh, so, I mean – she has a bad back and she thought that, you know, she could take an elevator, you know, she was disabled and there was nothing for disabled people. I I, I could go home with you and you'd go that that's like a, you know, train wreck. It's a horror scene. I mean, anyway, I've done what I can. They should, they should apologize. They should refund everybody's money. If you have your tickets, you should be able to get your money back because, but, but they're taking the stance and I'm sorry to take up your time like this, but no, it's good. It, it really offends me that nobody cares about the fans. Uh, okay, why didn't they have 200 buses? I mean, 200 buses from from Denver going down. I, I did they have any buses? buses? Was there any shuttle system that was oh, no, back and no, forth? There, I, I didn't see one bus, and I could see from the press box. I could see the red. I could see the lights coming. I could see the lights going. Two hours after the event was over, the lights hadn't moved. They hadn't moved. And I said to somebody at the Air Force Academy, I'm now thinking about myself, I said, there must be a secret way out of the back of the Air Force Academy. You know, give me the secret back door. And they said, no, there's no back door. You can walk five miles and get to a road. 
And I mean, they, I, I think they would be honest, but I, I, I think the Air Force Academy probably has a back way out that they don't tell people about. Yeah. But I've been to, I've been to, to events there since the seventies and it's crappy all the time. Well, they should have known that. I mean, the natural national hockey league, it, it's a television event. They don't really care about the fans. And so somebody should say that we didn't care. We don't care. You don't get your money back. Move on. We're sorry about the problems. Well, they won't even say we're sorry. They go, we regret that happened. Well, they didn't regret that they made mis- They made it was such a. And, and when you invited me to come on the show, we weren't really going to talk about this. But it it just it just it offended me so much. Not because of me. I don't care. I was doing my job. I cared about people that spent those three guys I picked up spent a thousand dollars. And they they did what you were kind of going to do. You go to one goes to Colorado Springs and Uber's in, and so they spent fifty dollars. So they spent, and they bought beer and whatever else they bought. They probably spent uh, thirteen hundred dollars. They're they're in their late twenties, thirteen hundred dollars, and they got there like at the middle of the you know, first period. Uh, I, I I just think that that there was a disservice done. By people, I've never heard any of the police talk about, you know, why they weren't around. <laughs> I mean, the state highway patrol and the National Hockey League put this on after there was construction started on the worst traffic uh, project that possibly could be on the front range between Denver and it's already highway to hell, as I've always called it. And 21 miles of, of construction, and they were they were doing potholes while people were driving down, so they closed it down to one lane. And I I don't have road rage, so I was in the middle of all of it, and I thought, you know, where are the police cars? Where's the traffic safety? And there were three wrecks because people because of the issues. I mean, and there was a death because of yeah. I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. (laughs) Woody Page enlightening us about the stadium series regarding the Air Force Academy and the National Hockey League on Wired Up 903 from KMSA, Matt Kennedy, Josh Josh Coleman, and Jared Peralta. Woody Page from the Gazette, ESPN's Run the Horn, and WoodyPage.com. Woody, speaking of the Air Force, Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force football team, is reported by the Gazette to have interviewed for the head coaching position for the CU Buffs. And he is also named as one of the finalists, along with uh, Arkansas's former head coach, Brett Bilema. What is the news about that? Is it true? Should we be expecting Calhoun to be in Boulder in the 2020 season? Yeah, I would guess one of two things. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's true. He did interview in the week, and, and uh, I was aware of that uh, in the last day or so. And I, I'm shocked to be frank and I shouldn't be shocked by anything. Uh, I was shocked that Mel Tucker left, but, uh, Troy Calhoun turned down the Tennessee job, uh, several years ago, which I think people would agree is more prestigious, even though Tennessee is, that's my alma mater, but Tennessee struggled as much as Colorado over the past several years, but he turned that job down. And I think an SEC job would be more prestigious than the Colorado job. But I think uh, he, he he's had an offer from the Air Force Academy for uh, an extension to 2025, and he hadn't signed it. So maybe having his best season this year, and I was down there, and I talked to him about uh, uh, this being his best season uh, uh, during his coaching stint uh, for 13 years there, longest in the Mount West Conference. Uh, he had he, – he, coached under Gary Kubiak uh, in Houston. He coached for the Denver Broncos, and I thought if he were ever going to go anywhere, it would be back to the NFL. Uh, and he seemed to be you know, very content, seems to be very content at Air Force Academy. So I would guess either this would be a little bit of leverage for a bigger contract from the Air Force Academy or that he's ready to try another job with another offensive system rather than uh, the running system that they, the option system, the triple option, I would call it, down to the Air Force Academy. Troy is a, an exceptional coach, and maybe he feels like uh, there's one more move before he gets much older. 
uh, I would I would favor Shaverini because uh, he's a great recruiter. He has a background at the sort of like Troy Calhoun uh, was a coach down. He went to the Air Force Academy. Was coached down there. They've had a perfect situation. They don't have to. They haven't had to worry about him leaving over 13 years. Well, uh, when you have a guy at CU that played there, loves it. He's got it in his soul and his heart, and he's been an assistant coach there for six years, and he's been their top recruiter and a coordinator <coughs> co-coordinator that I, I and I've talked to him I think he's and they've named him interim coach but I think he would be perfect because he's not a guy that's going to move so I guess we'll find out in the next day or so Hey, Woody, this is I think, Josh. I think I still have pneumonia from the trip to Air Force Academy <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, this is uh Josh Coleman Woody Page I'm I'm Jumping into the NFL, seeing how the Broncos, Joe Flacco's MRI came out a little fairly positive for the Broncos today. But my question is, what do you think the Broncos are going to do with Joe Flacco this offseason? I think they're going to cut him uh, as soon as he's, uh, his health is, is clear. A, better. Because, uh, A, they would owe him a lot of money if they have him on the roster and people are talking about him being a backup quarterback. He don't want to be a backup quarterback. And I'm sure you guys remember, uh, there was a big blue ha ha. It's too strong. There was, uh, some negative, uh, feelings about Flacco when someone asked him at training camp and I was there that day and I talked to Flacco off to the side about, was he going to help drew Locke? And he said, no, that's not my job. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. That, that was a, big story for a couple of days where he said i'm not here to help him uh he he didn't put it that uh brutally but uh people say well if you kept him he could work with drew lock he he doesn't want to work with drew lock he wants to be a starting quarterback in the nfl again uh if they cut him they get 10 million dollars on their salary cap they have to pay him but the dead money won't be as much so uh i think he could probably find a place like tampa uh, depending on how, how, how are these quarterbacks going to all uh, shuffle out? I mean, Brady, where is he going to go? Where is Philip Rivers going to go? Where is Jameis Winston going to go? I mean, you can go through the list of Bridgewater. You know, we keep going. So I think Flacco has to get in line and at the end of the line. But I think there are probably some places like Carolina say, well, no. Uh, it's hard to tell, but their place is Chicago. Maybe he could compete in Chicago if they don't get one of those quarterbacks. So I think he still wants to be a starting quarterback if indeed his health is is, is still good. But I don't see any way he stays with the Broncos. I do think the Broncos go out and uh, I'll throw you a name, Case Keenum. He played uh, for Shermer at Minnesota. They had a great year, you know, what, three years ago. Uh, he might be willing to come back and be a backup quarterback. Uh, but uh, there, there are some guys floating, Chase Daniels. There's some guys floating around that could work with, uh, with Drew Locke and kind of help him and also be sort of a, an assistant quarterback coach and, and kind of be a second set of eyes uh, on the quarterback situation. So that's how I think that's going to play out. They, they have a lot more problems than backup quarterback. It's like the Rockies saying – during the off season, that idiot that is the general manager, <laughs> Jeff Bridey, saying one of their priorities was uh, one of their main priorities was a backup catcher. So they went out and hired five minor league guys. That uh, they got a lot more problems than than backup quarterback, and that would be at cornerback and in the offensive line, defensive line, inside linebacker, wide receiver. <laughs> I can keep going. I think uh, backup quarterback, uh, and, and I'm not I'm not opposed to the two guys they have. I think that uh, that uh, they're both uh, they're also young, but I, I I think they've got a pretty good quarterback room if they just stuck with those three guys. Honestly, do you think that there is any market for a Joe Flacco trade where the Broncos take most no. of his salary, but for like no. lower draft picks? No, <laughs> not at all. No, nobody's going to trade for him. him. They know the Broncos yeah. going to have to cut him, and and plus, uh, nobody wants to make a trade for him and pay him nineteen million dollars. If he's cut by the Broncos, then you can go negotiate a five million dollar contract with him because he's made a ton of money. You know, I'm sure you're you remember when he was the highest paid quarterback. That was twenty two quarterbacks ago, but it was. Uh, 
yeah, four or five years ago where he got the biggest contract. Uh, no, nobody's. I mean, he's he's a five million dollar kind of quarterback now, not a twenty million dollar quarterback. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Woody, it's Jerry Peralta. Um, kind of flipping over here. You did mention the Colorado Rockies just a minute ago. Let's. I, I kind of want to flip this to them. You know, uh, looking at the Nolan Arenado situ- situation, it you know it seems he's they're taking that talking stick down to Arizona for the spring training. Um, in your opinion, would it be in the best interest for Jeff Breidich to sit down with him as soon as possible? You know, as he says himself, that communication will be the key to fixing the relationship. Uh, no. I'm going down, uh, what's today, Wednesday? I'm going down Friday. It's been several days down there and have a good relationship with Nolan. I'll talk to him. I don't have any, nobody in the press, nobody in the media, nobody among involved in your show, nobody on this end of the line has a good relationship with Jeff, the brain. I call him the brain because he thinks he's a brain surgeon. <laughs> uh, he is, he is one of the most miserable people I've ever dealt with in sports. I mean, I, I mean that really, he, he thinks he is smarter than everybody. He doesn't care about you as talk show host. He doesn't care about me. Who, you know, who's been doing this for 50 years, as I said, uh, he didn't care that I've worked for ESPN or worked for the Denver post, the Rocky Mountain news Gazette. He didn't care. If he were to talk to you, if you walked up to him, he would talk to you like he he couldn't wait to get past you to the next thing in his life. And he's that way before all of this. Here's, I'll give you a little aside to this. This goes back years ago when Nolan Arenado was at uh, AAA and he came to spring training. And so uh, Dan O'Dell was the general manager and his lieutenant was with Jeff Breidich, who was the farm director. And they decided to teach him a lesson and make him stay one more year in the minor leagues. They thought his attitude wasn't good enough. Well, Nolan's attitude. Creeps. Pardon me? Nolan's attitude. They thought Nolan's attitude yeah. was a problem? They, they thought that he needed an attitude adjustment. So they kept him in the minors. And I remember writing in, in spring training that this was the most foolish idea in the world. He was ready for the majors. He was ready to play. They didn't have a third baseman. He was ready to play third base. He was good. And, and when they did bring him up the next year, he had a good year. Uh, and I believe, and I've got no proof, but I'm going to talk to Nolan about it. I think he's still bitter from that, that they made him stay in the minor leagues. And I think that uh, because Breidich was the – farm director that he was the guy that was making that decision more than uh than the general manager and for jeff bridage to even be in a position where he was looking to consider trades in the offseason is ridiculous you got one of the top six seven players in all of baseball and that's all you got you're not adding anything you you bridage has hired those guys like murphy and Desmond, Wade Davis, Jake McGee, I can go on, Brian Shaw. Uh, someone who's with the organization told me Brian Shaw is not the worst baseball person he's ever dealt with. He's the worst human being he's ever dealt with. And I can tell you, they, they went out and got people that are just not nice people that have been awful since they've been here in regards. I mean, Desmond, who they're paying more than anybody except uh, – Wade Davis and, uh, and now, uh, and of course, Arenado and Wade Davis can't pitch anymore. And they didn't go out and get anything. And, and, and uh, uh, no one grew up under Todd Helton. He doesn't want to be like Todd and just never get a chance to win a World Series. Todd had one chance. And so I'm totally on Nolan's side here. And Jeff Breidich, uh, again, you know, came out a week ago and said, I don't want to discuss it. And now he's saying, well, we got to write the ship. And uh, he is a miserable human being and a t- terrible general manager. I saw a recent uh, uh, report that I trust about, if you look at the, the all the general managers that have been around for four or five years, that in the last seven years, Jeff Breidich, uh, six years, Jeff Breidich has been the worst general manager in terms of, free agents. But Dick Monford is a very loyal guy. He's never fired a general manager and he's not going to fire him. 
So it's up to Jeff Pride if, if, if he wants his relationship to be uh, um, anything worse, uh, better than what it is, and it's a worse race relationship, then he's going to have to repair it. He's going to have to right the ship because right now his ship is a Titanic. Woody Page from ESPN's Around the Horn, The Gazette, and WoodyPage.com enlightening us. Everything Colorado sports, we've been nailing him with some hard Colorado sports questions. Woody, last question for you. What is a realistic expectation for this summer for Colorado Rockies fans? The talking down in talking stick has been Nolan in the lack of activity by Jeff Breidich and his free agency spending. Do the Rockies win more than 80 games this year? I'd be shocked if that happened. I wanted to make a deal with Dick Monford. He said 94 victories, and and I'm thinking 74, 75, that if they won 94 games, I would buy the entire uh, rock pile or whatever. That's, I think, 400 tickets. I would pay for youth groups out of my pocket for that. For every game they win under uh, 84, he would rebate season ticket holders. You know, I've already talked about, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fans guy <laughs> that I would love to make him a bet, but he would never do it. Uh, their chances. Uh, I was told by somebody in the organization years ago, this is many, many years ago. And, and he was a very top executive there. He said, we can compete about once every six years. And that's, if you look at the history of the Rockies, they have made the playoffs one, two, three, four, five times. Five times in 27 years. What is that? Five and a half. Every five and a half years on average. Now, they've done uh, one time in the first few years, two times uh, 2007 and 2009, and then two of the last three years. And that's about what they expect. They don't expect to be like the Dodgers or Yankees or Red Sox, uh a number of other teams, they expect to actually compete about once every five, six years. And that that's, they're not going to say that to people. They're not going to say it to me or to you, although somebody did say it to me. Uh, and his name is Bob Gebhardt. I'll tell you, he was a general, he was a general manager of the team. He said, that's about what we can do with, you know, being a mid market with a lower salary. Uh, so they basically have written off this year. I mean, they didn't go get any, uh, they spent only team in Major League Baseball to spend zero dollars on Major League free agents. Zero dollars. They're they're spending money on a downtown building complex, but they're not spending any money on free agents. So they're not expecting that. No matter what they say, they're not expecting to be much this year. And they're stuck with all of these contracts of five guys that that basically are finished in their career. Desmond now is is a backup outfielder. And the guy was supposed to be, you know, a savior two or three years ago. Uh, Murphy can't play first base. They don't have that backup catcher they were talking about. They've got three relief pitchers that aren't any good that they're paying uh, 10 to $17 million to. How could they be any good this year? Here's what's happened. We've seen what the Dodgers have done. You know that. We've seen what the Diamondbacks did in terms of getting pitchers. We've seen what the Padres did. They got Machado last year. They got good young pitching staff. The uh, Giants aren't very good. So the Rockies' uh, goal basically is to be fourth place in the division. That, that if they were honest about it, that's what their goal is. No wonder no one doesn't want to be be around this team. He he'd much rather if, if they don't trade him. And, and I'm not favor trading him. I think you keep him. But at the end of 2021, when he can opt out, he's going to go to the Angels or the Dodgers. He's from there. He really feels strongly about his family and growing up. He's going to be out of here. So that's probably why they're looking around to see if they can get stuff. But if you look at the Troy Tula Whiskey trade, what did the Rockies get in that case? They got a, a shortstop that they owed $40 million to that was charged with abusing his wife. They got two young pitchers that are gone, and they got Hoffman, Jeff Hoffman, who now is being talked about as switching from starting pitching to relief pitching because he's never been able to make the major leagues. I don't trust these people to make a deal. <laughs> Woody, thanks so much. 
And, uh, yeah, it's been a hefty interview. We appreciate all the time, and we appreciate yeah, all the insight. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I did a lot of yelling and, and being negative about things. But, no, I mean, uh, that's that's okay. honestly the state of Colorado. I mean, the stadium series was a big mess, and the state of the Rockies is also a bigger mess. So hopefully you yeah. can get some valuable well, insight I, down in talking you know, stick. I would just add quickly that the, the Avs have been in great shape. They would, if they'd have won Saturday night, they would, they would have been uh, – uh, tied with the uh, St. Louis Blues in the Western Conference, but they've got all these injuries, and and the Nuggets are up there, and they're going to be probably, I think, a third seed, and they have a chance to get, you know, maybe to the conference finals if they're really good. Uh, the Rockies are nothing. The the Broncos uh, have a chance to, you know, compete for a wild card next year. I think uh, if 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 they can use free agency and have one more good draft class. Uh, I think that their team, that could win 10 games. So, and I think it'd be a great hire if Troy Calhoun for CU, it'd be a terrible loss for the air force Academy. So, you know, the state of Colorado is about like it always is in a state of flux, <laughs> Yeah. but thank you guys for having me on and, uh, wish you luck, continued luck with the show. And, uh, I'm happy to come on, some other time and do a lot of yelling and talking negative, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Woody. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you okay. soon. Okay. Bye, guys. Woody Page from Around the Horn, ESPN Around the Horn, and WoodyPage.com. Also, catch his articles on thegazette.com. Check out Woody Page. You made sure to plug that website. It's got everything from his personality to his columns to his chalkboard and some fun uh, comics as well that he features on that website. When we come back, we'll finish talking some Rockies and some nuggets. Matt Kennedy, Josh Coleman, Jared Peralta Wardo. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains, dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Let's be real. The odds of a high school athlete getting a college scholarship and making it to the pros are pretty slim. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to dream of becoming a pro athlete, even a famous one. But that's not why I play. My reason why? I love the competition. My reason why is community. My reason why is leadership. My reason why is to challenge myself. My reason why is love for the game. And hey, if we don't make it to the pros or onto the cover of Sports Illustrated, that's okay. Because there's every reason to believe we'll excel in something even bigger than sports. We'll excel in life. There are lots of great reasons to play high school sports. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy. This message presented by the NFHS and the Colorado High School Activities Association. You know, I was telling Jerry and Josh during the break that man, I, th I think Woody is a... I don't know if he's been getting not enough airtime on Around the Horn or he's just not on the radio very often because, man, he went off. It was about a 30-minute conversation with Woody Page from ESPN's Around the Horn, the Gazette, and, uh, and his own website, WoodyPage.com. And, yeah, he went off on Jeff Breidich. He completely manhandled the NHL Stadium Series situation, giving yeah. us some, yeah. some valuable insight and some behind-the-scenes stories as well. If you missed any of it, go back and listen to the Word Up Sports podcast on Apple iTunes Google Podcasts, and Spotify. It's a whole 30-minute interview back I, with I, Woody Page. I honestly just want to say that, like, he he gave us a lot of insight into the state of the Rockies, especially because we were all talking about that one. 
And I mean, this was probably one of our most interesting interviews because he had a lot to say and it was kind of interesting to get that opposite side of, of things here in the state of Colorado sports. You say you've been to 45 Super Bowls? Yes. Yeah, 45. <laughs> Me and Matt looked at each other they after were, he said were, that and we were just like, oh uh, my goodness, 45 Super Bowls? That's, he's hasn't been to nine. Nine Super Bowls. Oh my gosh, Josh, you can math? Uh, quick math sometimes. Quick math. Sometimes. Only sometimes. Not, not, do not count on it 100% of the time. Do not. Uh, I was really intrigued with his stadium series talk. That was an interesting one. I have a buddy who goes to the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, and he said he left um, UCCS at 3.30 and the gates opened at 4.00. And he was on the road for three hours. And UCCS is what? not... 20 minutes away. Yeah, it's... Uh, you could walk faster to, to the Air Force Academy, to UCCS, than he drove. Oh, my... It, ride a bike. Three hours. Ride a bike in the emergency lane. My goodness. I don't it, know it was why... Just one of, it was just one of those things that was poorly planned. And, also, and you know, like what he said, he... They had 13 months to plan this? Yeah, and they chose the absolute worst highway in Colorado. Oh. Like, even I-70 oh. is better than I-25 right now. Depending. Looking at us. Uh, without snow, sorry. okay? Yeah, without snow. Looking at, um, sorry, we're just looking at everything Air Force right now. Troy Calhoun is actually at Air Force practice right now, even though he may be leaving the Air Force Academy for CU Boulder to be the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes. He is one of the rumored Candidates and Woody Page has confirmed, at least to us, that he did interview with CU. They also had a um, Coach Cheverini, the current interim head coach, also interview for the head coaching position. I think Coach Chev should be the new head coach of, Air Force, of, of CU football. Yeah. It's about his time. He's been with the team for a long time. He yeah. had, was heavily involved in the recruiting process with them. But, uh, yeah, this is a Colorado sports show today, and that's really what we've been Focusing on, and let's continue talking about that. I want to go back to the whole Jeff Brida situation. And man, I, we, we could sit here talking about that all day. I mean, we really can. Savage I responses from Woody Page. The talking down and talking stick, I love saying that, has been Nolan Arenado. Mm -hmm. And it's also just been the lack of activity from the Rockies. They've been so cool. Nolan was the talk of the offseason, and I really hope that they didn't just bring up Nolan Arenado, say, oh, yeah, we'll try and trade him around just to be in the news. How about you actually make a trade or pick somebody up, do Jeff? Do, do something. Zero dollars spent in free agency for Colorado this offseason. All right, they battled with Tony Walters in arbitration. Not sure why they put any effort into that. He's now listed probably as their main starter, and he hits less than 200 on a consistent basis. Love Tony. Great guy. Love his mustache. But he come on. It. You put more effort into Tony Walters? He shaved it. Then he shaved it? Yeah. Uh, I was talking with uh, Skylar Freeling, and he said, yeah, he, that, that mustache is gone. Well, you know what? That's now the magic's so gone, too. The now power the magic, of the stash is gone. Now the magic's gone, too. Great. Great. Now Tony's just a waste. How do you not okay. spend any money in free agency? I don't know. How, How do you know? not even look at somebody? Look, no one... He's been upbeat. No one has been the most professional baseball player I have ever heard of. With this whole Astro situation and the whole... Houston PR and the players just being absolute trash to the media, just I, being absolute trash to the fans. No I, one's been I, a Class A act. I honestly wish we got to ask Woody about the Astros sign stealing because every because now everybody's starting to sound off on that. Players, organizations alike, and then you have the Houston organization who is now attacking the media and everything and trying to do their sorry excuses for apologies. It, it's kind of nice that, like you said, Matt Nolan and I was being the. Uh, the more professional. I got an example in the too. News I, right now. Yeah, yeah. This was from CBS Denver and their coverage down in spring training on Talking Stick. Nolan responds to the whole thing with Jeff, and he really just clears things up for us. Of this whole offseason is that I don't believe in like the group that we have here, you know, and that's kind of been that's extremely false, and that's kind of what I've reiterated to this team, my teammates, is that that's not where I'm coming from. As a team. When you see things happen or moves happen, it kind of gives you a little confidence, a little bit of energy, and it feels good, you know? And that, that's kind of where I was coming from. Um, but I, I definitely believe in the guys we have here. 
Nolan Arenado talking to CBS Denver, and he's done plenty of interviews with local media. People have been asking him, how do you feel? How was this offseason for you? He's like, it was different. It was a different offseason, but you know what? I want to be here with the team. Every time people ask him, do you want to be here? He's like, yeah, that's why I signed the contract to be here for six to eight years. He can opt out in 2021, but as of right now, he will be a Rocky this season, and he hasn't talked to Jeff Breidich yet. And Jeff Breidich, here comes the GM, the mastermind behind the Colorado Rockies, and he says, oh, yeah, communication is a the, the exact quote right here, actually. Uh, he said, where, where is it at? I got you. Uh, oh, just like I was saying through yeah. communication, the players over the last couple of days have been asked similar questions. I think it just comes down to communicating and just being honest. It's about moving forward, focusing on the task at hand. We are all here to do the same thing, and that's put together a winning team. Okay. Which he hasn't done. A winning team, communication. Uh, what else? Moving forward, being honest. Focusing on the task at hand. Everybody trying to do the same thing. On the same page. What has that shown? Where has where has that been the last six months? Where has any of that been? Being honest, answering questions. This was Jeff like a week ago, February 11th, when bringing up Nolan because it was a completely different story. He didn't even want to answer the question. You would speak to us briefly about the Nolan situation, so we thought we'd just start off with that. Off the top, so um, from your perspective, what would you just like to say about what's been out there publicly about no. the nothing at all? There's no comment. I haven't had any comment to this point, so okay. we're gonna move past that. Thanks. Okay. I haven't I haven't had any question. I don't want to talk about it. Nothing. So let's move on, please. Let's move on, please. Who, Jeff, who, we're right here. We're right here. Talk talk to us. Talk to us. And, Speak and, up. And the mic's right there. We we would like to hear you too. Speak up, Jeff. Speak up. There's no comment. I haven't had any comment to this point. So. Is there any comment to this point? I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, man. About it. That's almost as funny as the uh, Jerry Jones bit or the Jerry Jones uh, sound bite we got. I'm here, to, I'm here to talk on your show. Ask oh. me some questions. Ask me some questions. <laughs> Jerry, that's what we just did. Yeah. <laughs> better, um, better check. Better check <laughs> better yourself. Better yourself. check yourself. Check yourself, Jeff. My gosh. I am so fed up with the Rockies. I love this team to death, all right? I want to commit to them, but everything that Woody Page said about them only winning, or, com sorry, competing and having winning records once every six years, yeah. So true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. The Rockies were poised to win 95 games last year. They won 71. And they were down. 34-plus games back <laughs> yeah. from the Dodgers. And guess what? Guess what the Dodgers did? They got guys in free agency. They they, they got, picked up Mookie Betts. Yeah, one of the top five guys in baseball. I get there's no salary cap, but zero dollars? Spend some money. Zero dollars? Zero? Your You're going to spend zero dollars. Matt, you're peaking. Calm job, down. His entire job is to build a winning team. And his quote says, <laughs> we are all here to do the same thing, and that's to put together a winning team, which he hasn't done, and you don't do that by spending zero dollars in free agency. Zero dollars. Jeff, what do you have to say about that? I haven't had any comment to this point. <laughs> <laughs> Are we just going to make that an official soundbite for whenever we don't have anything to say? We just play that. Jeff, zero dollars? There's no comment. I haven't had any comment to this point. Right, zero. Right, 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 right. <laughs> can can we make that a soundbite? That's got to be a soundbite we use consistently on the show. I don't want, I don't want to That's talk amazing. About I don't want to talk about this. We point. need to make that one and the. Uh, <laughs> and the Jerry Jones soundbite. Oh. Look, look at yourself in the look mirror. At yourself. <laughs> look at yourself. Ask me some questions. Jerry, that's what we were doing, buddy. <laughs> this has been a fun show. This has been a really fun show. It's nice show. to actually talk. <laughs> we, yeah, Woody was, again, he was just going off. Man, I asked him one question. He's like, yeah, let me just spit out some knowledge for 10 minutes. Hey, that was, that was the best thing because, I mean, we've. What we really just yeah. we just had to give him the topic and he yeah. went for it. I mean that was great. I and, love that. And we okay. covered the Air Force Broncos and several topics. Right. And the Rockies. Right. We got we got through pretty much a lot of what we wanted to ask him. Quick thing. Quick thing. Still back on the Rockies. Uh Woody mentioned that the Rockies are stuck to like five players on the contract. Ian Desmond, who's been not good. He's a backup now. Uh Nolan, who has been the best, but we're going to get rid of him because he doesn't want to be here. Apparently. It, not to, to our own fault, not to his. Not to his at all. And uh, one of them also being Wade Davis on the pitching side. We paid him over $100 million uh, coming from the Chicago Cubs, winning a World Series with them. In 2018, he did perform very well. 
Uh, National League high, 43 saves, also a franchise record for the Colorado Rockies and a 4.13 ERA. Last season, though, doubled it. 8.65 ERA, the second highest ERA by any reliever in big league history, not just in the year, the second highest in big league history with the minimum of 50 appearances on the mound. Davis was battered at Coors Field where he finished 0-5 with eight saves in 11 opportunities. Guess what? His ERA at home, even worse, 11.10 ERA. That's about as And And Wade Davis has been deemed as a closer. Manager Bud Black has made it perfectly clear that they're sticking with Davis because you know why? We're paying him to do so. In a perfect world, uh, this is by Bud Black, and I and uh, in quotes, in a perfect world, Wade is our is our closer, and Scotty Oberg pitches in front of him in some capacity. I love Scotty Oberg. Scotty I freaking Oberg's love Scotty Oberg. Bud Black finished. It's based on Wade's great track record. That's the perfect scenario. That's not the scenario right now, Bud. Hate to say it. I mean, yeah, and in an article written, you know, he's looking to <laughs> Wade Davis in this article that was written yesterday. Uh, very negative today. Very. But you very know what? What can you do? He, you know, he's looking to regain that closer role. But, I mean, like you said, he they're going to stick with him because they're paying him the money. And, I mean, at this point, you said he boasted an 11 ERA? Yeah, at Coors Field. Okay, at Coors Field. He was boasting an ERA that Kyle Freeland had to start the season. And Kyle Freeland threw the seat through. Throughout. Oh my gosh, Kyle Freeland. I really hope he can turn he, around this year. He too. got, but he started to turn it around tw- throughout the season. But I mean, the damage had been done for the Rockies. They couldn't do anything. And I mean, the biggest struggles for the Rockies, and you know, I I always say this because when I look at this team, I this is the biggest concern. They don't have closers. Yeah. And they don't have a bullpen. Yeah. I don't think they've ever really had they've never, any of those. They, Not to mention one of our better guys. By the way, this is um, reported Tim Mevel who is a candidate for the back of the rotation. He has a cracked rib, and he's going to miss all of spring training. So that's a key rotation in the, in the so, Rockies. So, so injuries and and just bullpen and closers have been the bane. And you know what would have been a good thing to do during during this offseason? Was it bring some guys in? Bring in some guys. Some maybe, maybe some pitchers. Bring, bring, some some, in. bring in some pitchers. Bring in some guys from the bull, for, for the bullpen, you know, stack, stack it. I mean, maybe Jeff, in. do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> Oh, you! Oh, oh you oh, went away, you man! Went away. Come on, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. But it's I mean, okay. yeah, I don't we. Know what, I don't know what I'm talking about. Our our <laughs> point our point has been <laughs> no, made. No you know, they they still no comment spin- this time. No comment. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. What? No, thank you. Uh, the point has been. Why made. isn't David Price on the Rockies? I. Why isn't David Price on the freaking Rockies? Why isn't Mookie Betts with us? Oh, I would oh gosh! That. If oh, Mookie Betts was with goodness. us. No, we'll go after Chris Bryan and make rumors of trading Nolan Arenado for him. What? Yeah, well, yeah. Remember, I never remember, that. remember, like, like Woody said, we traded away uh, Tulowitzki, and look what we got from him. Nobody. That that was kind of necessary at the time. Troy was was fine. Yeah, Troy wasn't. He didn't do anything when he left. It's fine, but what would you get from him though? Or what would what did you get in return for that trade? Nobody. Nobody. Really. I mean, at, at that point... Jeff Hoffman. Jeff Hoffman, yeah. Who's been trash. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing big has come. The Rockies have never been good when trading away players. So I look at this situation. If they do trade away Nolan Arenado, they're never going to... They're not going to get anything for what he's worth, and they're going to get ripped off. No, even if you get Chris Bryant back for Nolan Arenado, you still get worse. Yeah, like you Chris get worse Bryant, of the product. Chris Bryant is one of the best third basemen in the league, but Nolan Arenado is the best third baseman in the entire league, and it just wouldn't make any sense. National League. National League. Don't know if he's the best in the MLB. Top three MLB. Okay, fine. Top best, three. Best in that. Hey, Matt, have some, have, some, uh, have some optimism, man. Have right? some optimism. I've never been corrected about... It's always been overhyping Colorado sports. Not... not Especially when it comes from you, Matt. Let's be honest. I was usually I'm the Colorado slander guy here. No, I'm saying no, no, no. Josh Josh didn't get to play devil's advocate, and now he wants to do that, right? (laughs) A little bit. bit. I'm not gonna lie. I am gonna go mess with my roommate. Sorry. Next time, next time I'm asked a question, I'll just, I'll just, just like to say about what's been out there. (laughs) Just a little about the nothing. There's no comment. I haven't had any comment to this point. No comment. No comment. No comment. I'm not adding any. Ah, Rockies. Okay. May not 
talk about the Rockies at all this this season. They may not they may not as well exist. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm normally hyped about spring training. I went to three spring training games last year. So hyped for all of them. So excited for all of them. And now like, you're just I'll, like. Remember where I said 95 games, Jerry? No. Remember where I said 95 wins last year? Oh, you at pre- this point, you predicted it. I'm like, if they don't win 95 games, I'm gonna die. Well, you know what? Well, I'm dead. It, okay, Matt. Let's be honest. We also predicted Cleveland making the AFC Championship and Baltimore having one of the worst seasons they've ever had. And I think Carson Wentz winning the MVP. Okay, okay. Well, Matt, any predictions for this year? There's no comment. I haven't had any comment to this point. <laughs> no more comments. No more predictions. <laughs> We're already overusing it. <laughs> We're already overusing it's it, okay. but it's we still found it today. We get the one day to overuse it, and then we have to use it sparingly for the next. Semester. Well, it's all, so now we got to we got to make that a soundbite, and now we got to go look for the the, we the Jerry, Jerry Jones. <laughs> Ask me some questions. Can I, we also clip the Jerry Jones him saying my hand doesn't cramp when writing checks? <laughs> Can we get that one too? Never heard that one before. Really? No. I never, oh, Josh, you're gonna have to pull, you're gonna time. have to show us some proof, buddy. I've never heard this one either. Hold on. But I, we'll, <laughs> we're, we're, we got to end the show. We're we well it. over time we, at this point, Matt. I mean, oh yeah, we got to end the show. Are you pulling it up? I mean, I jo- can find it. I Josh, don't... you could save it for later. We'll, we'll uh, use yeah, it. we can also do. Yeah, this yeah. If next, you missed any of this tomorrow, exciting show, go back week. and listen to it on the Wired Up Sports Podcast. Woody Page joined us for about thirty minutes here on the show, talking everything from the NHL Stadium Series to Troy Calhoun possibly being hired by CU to the Rockies and Nuggets. Briefly, Jeff Breidich is not a good GM. That's what we learned from today. I did find the clip if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, plug it in. Yeah, well, we're going to... Wait, wait, from we're going to end the show to... Okay, we got one more thing for okay. you. Okay. 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 Pulling up. Is this on Twitter? You're pulling it up on Twitter? Yeah, it's the Good Morning Football Twitter. Okay. Okay. Say this. I think all of us, including the fans, want to win a damn football game. Okay, now I know we've got a lot of other things to think about. Who's coaching, who's playing, who's compared to another player someplace else. How about let's win some ball games, Jeff Bridges looks like his son. We can take out other stuff. I'm, I'm not known as... Oh, buffering right in the park. He's a guy who uh, uh, gets uh, hand cramps when I'm writing checks. But I want to win some football hey! games. That's uh, my favorite Jerry Jones clip. But I want to win some football games here. <laughs> my favorite Jerry Jones clip. <laughs> you know, you know what I think it is. You know, I think I don't think Jeff Bridges knows how to sign checks. I don't, I don't think he knows how to write. I don't think he knows how to use a checkbook. That's the key. I don't the, think Jeff Bridges knows how to write a check. No, that's the thing. They the Rockies didn't give him a checkbook. They gave him a sticky note pad. Use Venmo. Said, <laughs> Pay him on Venmo. <laughs> Here's a sticky note pad. Go nuts, buddy. <laughs> hey, Nolan. I, Venmo a picture. I don't know how to how to use this checkbook, but I'm going to Venmo you $260 million. That's what Breidich is saying right now. <laughs> he doesn't know. He's not saying anything. He says we got to communicate. Anyways. He has no comment. We're in the show right here. Join us <laughs> next week. We'll be back on Friday, and uh, Jerry and Josh will be running the show. I'll be down in Gunnison calling the Carter Mason University women's basketball Game along with the men's game as well. They're facing Western Colorado. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got. I'm going to plug the show. Water Sports Podcast. It's the best. We'll see you next time.